Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But then, on the other hand, he had no place to go. Neither did I. So, you know. Well, here we are. The same old story. Now I'm sorting out my life here in in paper, you know, checkbook, passport, all these kinds of things, you know. Yeah. And um, my passport is up too, by the way. But I had all my passports with me. I just didn't have the time anymore to have them copied. They do it. They do the copying in a in a an office max. Right. So as soon as I, I get a free day for myself, I got them all packed up, you know, quite nicely. So I have, I make all our, um, no, what do you say, passports, make all the copies. So it takes me just half a day, you know, okay. and all that other stuff. So then I send it to you, okay? Okay, thank you. And it is not all that expensive either. It's just a few cents. Okay. You know, all you do is copy it, it's all. Yeah, all the copies. Yeah, I was not going over consulates and this and this and this. Not necessary. All I all I have to do is is yeah, uh, copy the pages, right? That's all I need. Right. Okay, I got the information today. You know. So like I say, this as soon as I have a day off by myself, you know, I'm going to go back and have these copies made. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So are you still there? Yeah. yeah, now we have stirring in the envelope. I mean we have we have uh the connection is getting bad. So anyway, so I I call you later, okay? Yeah. And like I said pretty soon he's probably gonna knock on the door. Hopefully not that soon. I need a few more days to recuperate. Yeah. And I, you have no idea how pissed everybody here is in this area. They're scared, pissed, in nasty mood. You know how everything is going. Yeah. So listening to these people and these so open, they can't keep their mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? They, they so open. When I was out today, oh my goodness, they talk about politics, and I don't want to discuss politics with them. You know, and then I always just nod and yeah, yeah, and you know, let them, but tell them what you want to hear. You know, I agree with them. I agree with everything they say. You know, in the meanwhile, I think you ignorant motherfucker, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what can you do? The, the brainwashed like the rest, you know. The brainwashed. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. You know, that's how they keep them together with brainwashing, mental acrobatics. You know, before you realize all that, you you realized it before, but it took me a while to agree with, not agree, but I mean to find out what they were really thinking, you know. Yeah. So, are you there? Because if you're busy, I gotta hang up anyway. I gotta hang up too. And we talk later, okay? Yeah, you still talk to you later. Okay, bye. Yeah, Thank you for joining us. Please give the video a big thumbs up, leave us a comment, and subscribe to the channel to enjoy more great content. Don't forget, you can help keep wrestling legends working. Check out our eBay store and join the Boston Wrestling family at patreon.com backslash Boston Wrestling so we can produce more in-depth shoot interviews. What? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey. This is Jimmy Farrell from Monty and the Farrell, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro, where you just saw us with independent wrestler, right? Yeah. James Bonavia. Yeah. Pretty giant. good interview, right? Dude, that guy was great. He was great. He was right? great. Awesome. At the, at the panel in the producer's room is Spider-Man, a.k.a. Jared. Jared, how are you? How's it going? We're trying to get the fans to know Jared, make you yeah. know, so they start to build that relationship with sure. each other. Right? Absolutely. Jared was sharing with us that he saw the new Spider-Man, and it was really good, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Well, Spidey's on top of Spidey. All right, so we got to get to our guest pretty quick, but sure. I think the fans want to just hear our way in, and when we get after commercial break, speak to Mr. Atlas about it. Okay. And everybody's been weighing in on it. The big news, of course, is Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out as historical precedent. Um... 
WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out on Raw Monday night dissatisfied over creative plans, not only for the show, but generally for the titles and tag team division themselves, according to, there he is again, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. He's got a lot to report, <clears throat> Mr. Sapp. Thoughts about this whole deal? I wasn't too happy when I heard it, but let's not forget we're not inside the business. But as far as I'm concerned, I thought that this was a bad move on their part. Uh, Sasha Banks has caused problems in the in the back before. I think this is a mistake. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know what she's so dissatisfied about. I'm sure she makes a very decent salary with Vince McMahon. And uh, you're currently the tag team champions. What's the issue? What is the freaking problem now? You know, so to me, I thought that this was a bad move. It's a bad move for Naomi. I think that the WWE booking has been very, very good with Naomi in general. And because uh, I don't think she's all that, but that's me. Um, I don't like it, but that's how I feel as a fan. I'm like, you know, regular schlebs every day got to struggle and, and, and do what they got to do just to get by to buy a TV dinner. And uh, you're getting paid. How much are you getting paid? And you don't like the creative direction while you're a tag team champion. Boo-hoo. Where, where? Loose, where Loose Cannon says Sasha's going to sashay herself over to AEW. I'm going to really make this clear. Go ahead. This is a breach of contract. Yeah. They will never work again in professional wrestling as long as Vince McMahon decides never to have them work in professional wrestling again. So, okay. again, and Tony probably be able to speak this a little better once we come a commercial break, but mm -hmm. every time you're out, and you don't wrestle under mm -hmm. these contracts, your right. contract just keeps getting extended. Right. You know, AKA Jeff Hardy. That's why Matt left and Jeff was still there. Right. Right. It keeps extending. Sure. So they decide to walk out. They could actually just have them sit there, not pay them, mm -hmm. and they'll never wrestle again. They better hope Vince isn't too pissed off right now. Something else, uh, no one uh, in particular, but CM Punk, your friend Phil Brooks, He's not uses my friend. dynamite to stand up for the. People's rights for abortion. Now CM Punk is—is is this pro wrestling or like like it's like going to a U2 concert? You got to listen to Bono, like you know, do a spiel. Keep it out of it. Go wrestle. What is this crap? Phil, shut up already. Can't I'm say. serious. Can't shut say. up, Phil. It's you, enough already. I mean, you said it right there, he's man. He's bitching constantly. Stop. Go wrestle. All right, that's the start of the show, Jesus. Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Oh. Um, hey, how you doing? Jimmy Farrell's part of the band, <laughs> Mysterio Hall. Mysterio Hall could have this song seen on all YouTube. <laughs> all over I'm the place. I'm all over the place. Spotify, yeah, yeah. Apple Music, and Reverb Nation catch their songs such as In My Dreams, This Life, and Not Far Behind. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't know who uh, Jimmy Farrell's partner of Mysterio Hall was, it is Bart Griggs. <clears> I'm sorry I got knocked off script. That's there. okay. Bart! And if you didn't know what you are watching, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch Monty Nefaro on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page here. It's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page and Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 or Saturday at 11.30 in New York. And Channel 20 at Tuesdays at 1 a.m. Where over 100,000 people are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We also want to thank... Amazon Music for adding Monty Nefaro to their list of ongoing programming. Yes, sir. The fans have been waiting for this for a very long time. We've been waiting for this for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And after this commercial break, we've got the world-famous Hall of Famer, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. And uh, this is going to be one hell of an interview. We will be back with Mr. USA after these commercial messages. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence, Collision Specialists, 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420, Auto Excellence. That's right, folks, Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631 900 dump.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. And before we get back to this Hall of Fame, I just want to read some comments. Jay Will says, Naomi in the Funk Didelix and George Murdoch Tyrus were very good on if Fox Funk News. Funk yeah, I remember that. No, yeah. Scott Cassius says, Farrell versus CM Punk. Tony Greer you know says, what? all the Farrell's power, power has gone to his head. What? Uh, Chris Lee says, Bartman. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Total Disaster says Monty and Faro like to show off their fancy college education and expensive wardrobes. Here we go again. All right. Oh, so anyway. Mr. Tony Atlas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Looking good there, T. You look good, brother. Is that Not it? Not bad. Not bad for 100. Not bad Not for 100. Bad no. For 100? But I was listening to y'all at the beginning of your commentary there uh -oh. about... Uh, some of the stuff going on in the WWE. In mm -hmm. uh, the early 80s, Vince McMahon Sr. gave me the world. Captain Lou Albano came up to me and said, Tony, they're going to go all the way with you. All the way. The only person that could hurt Tony Atlas is Tony Atlas. Well, I had this girl down in Los Angeles, California. And I kept talking to her and I kept talking to her fan. I couldn't take no more. I hop an airplane and I went to Los Angeles, California to be with this girl. I figured I'm a big star. They bring me back. And they did. That same night, we spoke to uh, me and S.D. Jones. Rocket Johnson was not in the territory then. It was okay. me and S.D. Jones, especially Liberty Jones. And we, and we just work an anger with uh, uh, Saito and Mr. Fuji. And they was the WWE World Tag Team Champion at the time. Well, I got a little hair up my butt. And I decided I'm going to skip out on it. That was the same night that they were going to put the belt on me and S.D. Jones. And that was one of the reasons why I asked S.D. Jones to induct me in the Hall of Fame to pay him back. Because I always felt that I owe SD. And if y'all listen to SD Jones, when he do my Hall of uh, Fame introduction, he speaks on that. He said they kick him to the curb and they put Rocket Johnson uh, in his place, which is a true story. I say that to say this. Sometime in the rest of the world, we get what's called the big head. And we start believing our own publicity. Shasta Bank, Becky Lynch, had one hell of a, hell of a, hell of a opportunity. They would be nowhere without the WWE. I would be nowhere if it wasn't for the WWF, NWA, and all the people that helped me. I wrote in my book, My Success in Life. I owe to thousands and thousands of people my success. My failure, I only owe to myself. It may not hurt Sasha Bank and Becky Lynch for what they did now. Down the road, when they get old and gray like me, they're going to look back on that. And the first thing they're going to say, what a freaking idiot. Plain and simple. There's so many people lined up in this world. I worked independent circle a lot. And there's so many independent wrestlers that we love that opportunity. And we don't got to the place that we got a good opportunity. People treat us right. And my mom said, you never bite the hand that feeds you. Vince McMahon made Shasha Bank what she is. He made Becky Lynch what she's in. They owe Vince McMahon a great deal of gratitude. In the world of wrestling, I know people talk about the new group, the AEW, TNA. Until you wrestle for the WWE, you're not in the business. You're really not. Every great name that is out here in the wrestling world came from WWE. That is the, the bedrock of pro wrestling. Vince McMahon, good or bad, Save the rest of the business. There was no way the rest of the business could have continued the way it worked. So he created a way where he could keep wrestling going 
and not only keep wrestling going, but put it in a position where we could compete against other major sports. Sure. We could compete against football. We yep. could compete against basketball. Yep. We could compete against baseball. And we never had the opportunity before, but I'm just mad. Shawshank Bank and Becky Lynch, if, if what y'all say is true, and I'm not criticizing them, that's why I told what I did first. They made the same mistake that I did. Now, Sasha Bank done that one time before, and they excused her. Well, I did it one time before, and they excused me. Mm -hmm. But the sucker time, when George Scott became the book of the WW, uh, was WWF there, mm -hmm. and sent me to California for four shows, and I made one <laughs> mm -hmm. out of four, oh, boy. they couldn't handle that no more. Right, right. So eventually, she going to hurt her own career. Because even if she go with AEW, AEW is going to be afraid of because they're going to say, well, she might do the same thing to us. Right, right. You know, if you see a dog bite somebody for trying to pat him on the head, and then you try to pat him on the head again, dog bite you again, I don't think you're going to try that third time to pat that dog on the head anymore. Nope. And I don't think Vince is going to pat that dog on the head no more. Right. So sometime in our life, we have to be more appreciate. I mean, Vince made them to the hardest women's stars in the world. My favorite of all the women wrestlers is Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. I think she's the most outstanding athlete. And, 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 and I, I knew her father. I worked with her father. I always think that Ric Flair was one of the best entertaining wrestlers that I've seen in his heyday. I thought that Ric Flair was absolutely phenomenal he was. in his heyday. Yep. yep. And I think his daughter is a chip off the old block. Agreed. But for you to bite the hand that feeds you, Eventually, it'll come back around. Yep. And when you leave the WWF, you don't move up the ladder. You move down the ladder. Because it's the biggest, best organization in the world. How many female wrestlers out there you think would love to get that opportunity? Countless. Countless. Nobody, nobody in the WWE except for Vince McMahon and the office is going to miss Be Becky Lynch. The fans will forget about her one month after she's gone. Because they love wrestling. And if you're not on stage, they're going to watch the wrestling. They're not going to stop watching Vince because Becky Lynch is not on the show. Here today, guys. They tomorrow. didn't stop, yep. rocking, uh, stop watching wrestling when Hogan was no longer part of the, of the roster. Mm -hmm. When Stone Cold left, he was no part of the wrestling. People still watch wrestling. They like wrestling. So the only person that Becky Lynch and uh, Sasha. Uh, Sasha Bank. Sasha Bank yeah. it hurting in themselves. Mm -hmm. Self-inflicted rooms. Why do you think Naomi would have made this decision with Sasha? Naomi is, of, of course, in the in the uh, family. She's married to an Uso. Like I said, you get the big head. Mm. I had the big head. Mm. You know? I, a lot of air been let out over the years, but I had the big <laughs> head. You know? I can, thought the bubble would never burst. Can, you started believing your own publicity. Now, and, and you forget like Vince Jr., he probably don't remember this, but he told me something one time. <laughs> it's funny now. At the time, was it funny? He said, Tony Atlas, your only problem was you forgot who owned the company. If somebody gives you an opportunity to make a success in this world, in this world, whereas machine had took the place of a lot of human uh, employment mm -hmm. and, and jobs are scarce, and prices are high. Gas is four dollars a gallon. Uh, rent is twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. for rent. Mm -hmm. School is expensive. Everything we we live in inflation. Now think about how smart it is for a person to quit their job during an inflation. That ain't too smart. Not really, no. You know, people are no. struggling to make ends meet right now. And these folks got a job that, that, that well, you make a lot of money. Charles Bank probably make more money in one month than I make in a year. Yep. And I, the most people make in a year, she make that in one month. She's on television. She don't have to get her hands dirty. In fact, when you look at the life of a wrestler, we work. I mean, actually physical work, not kept the traveling. The traveling is the bulk of, of, of our job. But when she's in the ring, what? She do 10 minutes in the ring. And make thousands of dollars for 10 minutes of her time. Right. For minutes, right. not right. even an hour. Right. I mean, Ric Flair wrestled an hour before. 
But Charlotte Bank never wrestled for a full hour. Ric Flair did it. Harley Race did it. Mm -hmm. Now, how many people in this world, Monty and Farrell fans, would love to have a job that would pay you thousands of dollars for minutes of your time? Mm. Sell your merchandise and give you a royalty check afterwards. Right. Put you on television, put you in movies, and make you a household name. And then you turn around and say, up yours, buddy. Yep. I done that. Sounds like somebody I made a mistake. I suffer for it now. Yep. You know, yep. I didn't think much of it at the time. Yep. But now when I look back on it. Understood. Tony Atlas, well, I ain't changed that much. I changed a little bit, but not that much. Tony Atlas was dumber than well shit. <laughs> so, Tony, no stranger to you. We just mentioned CM Punk also, who's now in AEW. He's now starting to use... put. You're political. We talk about politics all the time. Yeah. But how do you feel about a wrestler coming out against abortion, wearing a T-shirt during a wrestling during a program? wrestling event? Is there a place? He said he's for or against it. Well, either way, he's either making way. a statement during a wrestling show. Is there a place for that in pro wrestling? And he's for it, by the way. But regardless, he's he's wearing a shirt on national television. How do you feel about that? Well. I'm not for abortion, but I'm not a woman. But if my daughter should get raped or have incest, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would not want my daughter to raise a child that was a product of a rape or incest. Uh, Do you feel CM Punk is like pushing? I think, I a think bit? CM Punk. I think CM Punk and Tony Atlas and every person that cannot get pregnant mm -hmm. to stay out of it. I think that they okay. should do a thing where all the women vote on it. And, it, and in between her and, and, and God, like, mm -hmm. like I said, I, if I was a woman, I wouldn't do it. My mother had nine kids. Uh, one of the things that people should look at, instead of always talking about abortion, 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 it's of no woman on this earth have ever, ever except for merit that made a baby without a man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the man is just as much involved in that child life. And most of the time, the woman that gets the abortion, the man the one that pays for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that men that want to be promiscuous, like I used to be, I, I've stopped being promiscuous because things don't function like they used to. <laughs> so that's the only thing that cut me out. I mean, the women's got tired of me giving them 30 suckers of love making, you know? Mm. And that and that the whole thirty something. That's getting dressed, doing it, and putting the clothes back. But Damn anyway, Damn I think men should concentrate more on that they should promote bisectomy. Because the bisectomy is short, it's easy. You can do all you want to do and it's reversible. Mm -hmm. Even when a woman having a baby, she's taking a risk of of of, 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 of hurting herself. Right. And if she have a child, she's taking a risk of hurting herself. Uh -huh. So if if more men would think on the term of getting a bisectomy if you want to be promiscuous or, or use a condom. Uh -huh. But I'm for one, I could not, I would not want my daughter to be aborted and I would not want my child to be aborted. If the woman don't want my child, give it to me. I, I raise it. Mm. But I like I say, I'm not a woman and I think it's more that, that the women of America should get together and make a decision on what they think that, that should be. Very but interesting. For, for CM Punk or Tony Atlas or any man, to talk about what, what a woman should do with her body. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, after a while, you're going to tell a woman she can't drink milk on a Sunday. Mm. By the way, Donna Barber says Sasha Banks will make a lot more money when OnlyFans comes knocking on her door. OnlyFans. Mm. They make lots of money with they that. They do. She that made a lot do. of money. That mm. they do. Tony. Um, and plus, what she did in the WWE, she's going to be able to make money after her time in the WWE. Right. Can you imagine all the, all, all the sure. events that are going to book sure. her and do like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. But, but if you get a reputation, like the one thing about me, everybody that worked me, Martin, and everybody that worked me know about me. There's two things that Tony Atlas hate. I hate being late. I hate missing a show. If Martin was going to book me, I'm going to call Marty every day so I get all the information I need because I don't want to mess him up. He put a lot of time, effort, and money in the Marty and Farrell uh, uh, broadcast. 
And I feel that it's an absolute honor. It's an honor for me, Tommy Wildfire Rich, or any wrestler to get this opportunity to be on the Martin Farrell show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. You know, Martin, you guys are keeping us guys alive. People have never got to hear the Tommy Wildfire Rich story if Martin had not mm -hmm. brought him here. Mm -hmm. You know, I sat and listened to the story, and it, and it really impressed me. I, I don't want to remind me, remember, the time you had uh, Mr. Hughes in. Okay. And he would tell the story about what he did with the glasses. Mm -hmm. How they kept falling up. Mm -hmm. They kept mm -hmm. falling off his head. And then he fixed it so they wouldn't fall off it. That was the most interesting story I've ever heard in my life. Right. But the, the fans would have never known that if he had never had the opportunity to be on the Marty and Farrell show. Right. So y'all do a great deal. And, and I got so, well, I appreciate what Vince did for me. I appreciate what the WWE done for me. And I appreciate what Marty and the Farrell not only do for me, but do for all the wrestling. And I think Sasha Bank and all these people, they lost appreciation. And Here's someone who has a lost appreciation. Rally Wellborn says, Tony actually helped and helped save my life. Who said that? This is Rally Wellborn. He says, Tony actually helped in helping save my life. Thank you, Tony. God bless you, sir. Well, and thank you, Marty man. and the Farrell. Hey. There you go. That's fantastic. Tony, unfortunately. Because that happened for me. You know, my wife saved my life when she got me off the drug, got me out of the street. And then Vince McMahon saved my life when he brought me back as Saba Simba. It gave me the opportunity to save some money to go back to school, get my education, to become a personal trainer. So I, I owe a great deal to my wife, Monica, and I owe a great deal to Vince McMahon Jr. Because, you know, I, right now, I, I'm becoming more and more appreciative of things. Because things don't come to me that often anymore. Understood. So when I do get, in order for me to appreciate what I had, I had to lose it. Understood. Understood. Once you lose it, what the old saying, you don't miss your water until your well run dry. Well, Tony, recently. I saw another thing. I want to say this real quick. I know sure. y'all got other things to talk about. Sure. I saw a lot of stuff about Ted DiBiase. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know much about his business affair. But mm -hmm. I was in the Toronto Comic Con. It's probably about oh, maybe fifteen years ago, where the promoter screwed us. He took the money, he took off. He left me stranded. I didn't have money to get back home. Didn't have a plane ticket because he gave me a one-way ticket. Told me give me the other half when I get there. That's why I like now. I like to get. I like to have everything if I go somewhere. You know, I want to have my hotel. I want to have this. I want to have that before I take off. And my round trip ticket before I take off because I got screwed by by trusted people, and I trust this guy. Now I'm stranded in Toronto, where Ted DiBiase walked up to me, and uh, he said, "Tony, what happened?" So I told him what happened. He said, "You got money to get home?" And I said, "No." So he get on his phone, he make reservation for me. He come back, he gave me the money for the plane ticket. He's in there here. He asked another guy, said, can you take Tony to the Buffalo Airport, Buffalo, New York, from Toronto? The guy said, yes. He said, I need gas money. Ted gave him money for gas. There was a lady that drove us around during the time we was in Toronto. She used her heated oil money for gas. She got screwed. Ted paid her. Now, there may be some stuff. I hear some people talk on Hannibal about Ted calling their names and all this and that stuff. I can't say nothing bad about him. You know, I don't know what his business practice was, mm -hmm. but that day, he saved me. He helped me. Mm. There was nobody there that gave a red ass about me. Mm. All the other wrestlers said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Tony. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Tony. Ted didn't say, I'm sorry to hear that, Tony. He, he gave me money to get a ticket home. And that's the one thing that I always remember about him. Now, none of us are perfect. I mean, I have did a lot of bad stuff in my life. I try my best not to do these things no more. I, I try to learn from, from my mistake. But uh, I, I can't talk bad about a person that helped me, no matter what they did to someone else. Now, probably what he did probably was not the best thing in the world, if, if it's true. Right. But I don't know I wasn't there. Right. But I just right. want to say that little bit about Ted before y'all moved on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, unfortunately, since the last time we've, we've seen you here in the studio with us, um, and you did work with the, the man for several years. Fair, you need to speak up. 
Dan Marotti. I a word. You say I'm Dan, old. He's old. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Shout this question. This is a serious question. Hey. I'm trying to be somber here. Hey. Oh, never mind. Any thoughts on the passing of Dan Marotti from Boston Wrestling, Tony? Well, as y'all well know, me and Dan, we did not leave on good terms. I think what Dan did to me was uncalled for. But in the Bible, it says, forgive and forget. The reason that God tells us that, because when you forget, until you forget, it keeps hurting you. So in order for me to, to heal my pain, I had to erase him from my mind. I, I came to the modern Farrell show, and I expressed myself and how I felt about what he was doing. And I, to me, it was over. But I do feel uh, not happy about his passing. You know, because he never got a chance to redeem himself. Uh, not that I would have worked for him again, because I was done with him. Okay. I, I would not have worked for him. But but I but I'm not happy with his passing. Now, let's put it that way. You know, I'm it, it, uh, I'm kind of sad that such a young man had to leave uh, so early, before he grew up to learn how to appreciate what he had and be more respectable towards others. Now he started attacking you guys because y'all were trying to help me, mm -hmm. which I felt was wrong. Okay. I mean, neither one of y'all ever did anything to Dan Morella. There was no reason for Dan to attack Marty or to attack the Pharaoh. Well, y'all never did nothing to him. Uh, but we all make our own bed, and we the one have to lie in it. He made his bed, and he left out of here not a very likable person. So I kind of said that he didn't stay around long enough to grow up to be appreciated of the position he had and be more appreciated of the guests that travel and work with him. You know what broke up our relationship was over a hundred bucks. A hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Is when Kobe hit, my prices on rental cars went up. I told Dan I can't afford okay. to pay that much for rental car. Okay. I said, just throw me a hundred dollars for the rental car. Didn't want to do it. He, you know, he felt that, that I owe him something, you know. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm sad about his passing. You know, I'll be sad with anybody pass, you know, regardless if I like them or not. But life is precious. Because when you lose your life, you lose everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. You lose everything. Yeah. And I'm sure he had family and people that loved him and cared about him. And, and it's, the, it's the ones we leave behind that it hurt the most. The ones we leave behind... Like something happened to me, the people that gonna get hurt the most gonna be my wife, my and my kids and my grandkids. They're gonna be hurt hurt the most. There'll be some fans hurt, but not as much as my wife. You know? How about the real Dan Marotti though? Of course the fans and he had plenty of them with Boston Wrestling. They see the Dan Marotti on the presentation. What was he like in real life to you? I mean, did he change over the years? I mean, who was the real Dan Marotti he to lost Tony Atlas? Well, he he put him in the same category as Sasha Banks. Sometimes we lose appreciation. It's kind of like your mom. She feeds you, clothes you, raised you, gave birth. You grow up and you start disrespecting her. And that's pretty much Sasha Bank, Becky Lynch, and Dan Marala, and Tony Atlas fell in the same boat. We was raised, nurtured, and taken care of. And then we turned on our parents. The ones that, that did the most for us is the ones that we turn on the most. Because who done more from Sasha Bank than Vince? Who? Can't think of anyone. In the who traveled more the to Dan Morella's show and did more for Dan Morella than me? Understood. Understood. And I tried to make it reasonable for him. I mean, I didn't try to uh, price gouge him or, or anything. I try to work at, for the lowest possible price. And I do that with a lot of people, people that work with me. You know, I, 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 I just want to make enough money where I don't feel stupid at the end of it. But I don't want to put you in the poorhouse doing it. You know, that just, that's just how I do business. And people that work with me, you know, I negotiate a price with them that is reasonable.
that I think. I don't ask people to pay extra stuff. You know, like when I travel, I pay my own gas, I pay my own rental car. I don't ask a promoter, well, I want this, plus you got to pay my rental car, plus you got to pay for this, plus you got to pay. I don't do all that to people. Because then I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm doing good, but the people that book me is not. <laughs> That's the only problem. Big Bassetti says out there, men make mistakes, Dan, too. Tony helped me many dark nights also. God bless. Wow. So, you know, there was one thing that we, we nice. I guess we should recognize is that you and Marathi <clears throat> together on those shows entertained many people through sure. some very, very hard times. Yep. So both of you should be respected for what, you know, what you accomplished there. You know, a lot of people out there were going, you know, with COVID and everything going on, their yep. lives are very tough. And mm -hmm. you did a wonderful job and Marathi together entertaining these fans. So, I mean... As bad as things ended up, there is some silver lining, I guess, maybe. Well, you know, and since I've been in the wrestling business, the one person in the wrestling business that shows the fans more respect than any wrestler I ever met in my life, that's Vince McMahon Jr. If you want to lose your job, refuse to sign an autograph. Really? I have seen Vince run. He's running late. And he got the big two suitcases in his hand. He'd run into the limousine. And somebody would just walk up to him and say, Vince, can you say that? He would drop them suitcases Vince. and say, really? Vince McMahon would never say no to a fan. Never. That's amazing. Okay. Because he, t he tell us guys all the time, without them, there's, there's no us. There's nothing. Hmm. You know, that's why he called it the wrestling universe. He didn't like the idea of calling them fans because a fan is like a follower. He said the rest of the universe, he said that makes the people feel more a part of it. It's pretty smart. Instead of a follower. It's pretty smart. Like a groupie, a fan, you know. You know, so the rest of the universe, you are a part of the WWE. He even sold shop uh, uh, stock to fans. You know, you take ten dollars and buy a WWE stock. That, you know, ten years from now growing to fifty thousand dollars. And started at five. So he always catering to the to the fans. And more so than the wrestlers. Which is what made him made him great. And I think the fans appreciate his appreciation of them. So Young Rock, the Tony Atlas character, has finally appeared, season two. Um now again, we've known you for a long time and we've met other wrestlers and heard different stories, so I'm sure or I'm not sure that the show exaggerates situations, but one of the major storylines in The Young Rock is the jealousy of Rocky Johnson of Tony Atlas. Uh, would that be accurate? Yes. I was told that by Chief J. Strongboat. When Vince Sr. was going to team ups up together, Chief went to Vince and said, do not put Tony with Rocket. He's going to destroy that kid. Put Tony back with SD. But as but Senior said, yeah, but look how good they look together. But see, people don't realize Rocket was starting to be in the 60s. I started in the 70s. And if to, my mother said, never judge a person until you walk a mile in their shoes. And I sat here and I watched the program and I said, I wonder how I would have felt if the table was turned. That I have been in the business for 10 years. Here this young kid that only been in the business to have the time I've been in the business. And he's getting all the breaks. If you got to realize, Rocket never had a big break until they teamed up with me. I had big breaks in Georgia, mm -hmm. Charlotte, yep. many places. Mm -hmm. This was Rocket for the, all the years he'd been in his business. And this is a true story here. If SD was lying, he the same thing. He called Vince Sr. earlier when I was there. He wanted to come in. And Vince Sr. told him, said, well, I got Tony Atlas and I got SD Jones. If one of them, if one of them should leave, if one of them should leave, you could take their place. Well, of course, I left. 
So Rocket took my place. My first night back, Vince Sr. come to me. He asked me this. He said, uh, well, you know, I got Rocket now. I go, yes, sir. He said, do you want him to stay? He said, if you want me to get rid of him, i get rid of him. That's what Vince Sr. said to me. Okay. I said, oh, no. Let us, I said, I don't want nobody to lose their job. And Vince said, oh, great, because we are thinking about making you tag team partners. That's when Chief told him what I just told y'all. Hmm. He said, don't put Tony with Rock. He's going to mess him up. Sure enough, my first night back from uh, AWA, Vern Garden, my first night, Vince told, no, I, back up. I just got back from L.A., Los Angeles. Sorry, guys. I, I got so, many, so much stuff that sometimes I get confused because I'm, I'm stupid like that. <laughs> but anyway, I just got back from L.A., and Vince said, do you want to go back to Los Angeles and get your car? Rocket said, hey, we're going to be tag team partner. He don't need to go back and get his car. He can ride with me. Plus, I got two cars. He can use one of me. He said, oh, well, great. Thank you, Rocket. So I rode from uh, back to Allen, uh, to uh, New Haven, Connecticut, with Rocket Johnson. Rocket dropped off in the hotel. He, and the next day, we supposed to be in uh, Hartford. He said, I'll pick you up at 4 o'clock, kid. He says, it's about, a, it's about an hour drive. He said, but I like to get there a little bit early. We're going to stop at Church of Chicken and get some chicken. I said, oh, great, Rocket, great. Four o'clock come around, no Rocket. Five o'clock come around, no Rocket. So Finally, at six o'clock, I called Vince, Vince and went, get a cab. I jumped in the cab. I took a cab from uh, New Haven all the way to uh, uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Cost me 270 some bucks. Rocket said, hey, where were you? I looked all over for you. See, he wanted to get rid of me. Because that was his first big break in the business. And without me, he was the man. Well, let me ask you this question. You know the history of wrestling. I, this one's a very trick. I don't know this answer, so you could. But this is a fan. GDR says, Johnson was a main eventer at MLG. As a as black ebony diamond, MLG. Yeah, but these were but these were small territory. Right. Just like Florida was one state. Right. Right. One state. Mm -hmm. I was on Georgia Championship Wrestling and went into forty eight different states. Sure. I was in the Mid Atlantic that went into North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. So Rocket never really got a real big break in his business. The first black guy to ever get a big break in his business was probably, I mean, a huge break. Outside of me was JYD. Okay. JYD. Mm-hmm. You see, because when he wrestled Sweet Element Diamond, the territory was Florida. So nobody knew about him that didn't live in Florida. You go to Georgia, they didn't know who he were. You go to California, they didn't know who he were. But they knew who I were before I got there because of Georgia, chapter TBS. Mm. I was on the first cable, uh, uh, wrestling, wrestling cable show. Right. Went into four, the only states that, that it didn't go into was Alaska and Hawaii. Mm. That's the only place that people didn't know Tony Atlas. That's why when Vince brought me in, he didn't have to promote me. He never had to promote me because of Georgia. Same thing with Tommy Wildfire Rich. Tommy never really wrestled away, but Georgia, but everybody know him because Georgia Championship Wrestling TBS at that time went everywhere. So Dusty Rhodes, Turn Funk, a lot of guys would come from other territories just to work on that TV so they could get more popular. Bruiser Brody, God bless his soul, before he passed away, he said, Tony, people know me in Japan, people know me in Minneapolis and New York. They may know me a little bit in Japan and uh, Puerto Rico. He said, but you know in more places than I've known because of that television. So I know Rocky Rassi and other territory and made him champion and stuff. But what I mean by a big break, when you're on a big, a big scale. And that the, the, the largest territory during that time was AWA, WWWF, and Mid-Atlantic. There was the biggest, that was it. Vern Garnier territory went from Minneapolis all the way to California. See? 
So, so you you were a champion in AWA. You was known in many states because they went. They're like we, uh, me and Jumpy Jim Bronzel. We wrestled a war warrior at the showboat in, in in Las Vegas. That was all part of AWA territory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But all the territory, what Rocky worked small territories. This was the first big territory. He never worked Mid Atlantic. Not on top, and that was you know about the, the third biggest. AWA, he never made a big splash in AWA. So that was the first time he was in a what I call a big territory. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, yeah. bigger. Sure. If you watch for WWE back in the day, all your magazine uh, came out of New York. You know, build after John Lapalatano. Yep. yep. There was all New York guy. Right so all. in order to get on the, the cover of the magazine, you got to wrestle in New York. Right. Right. You know, or, or Mid Atlantic. You know, something like like that. That's why Dusty Rose and them traveled to different to different territory so they could get more popular. Tony, you obviously traveled the world, and as we know, of course, you wrestled in Puerto Rico. You mentioned yeah. you mentioned Bruiser Brody before, so I have to ask you this because I've always wondered. And uh, please don't assault the uh, the questioner, but um, Dutch Mantel's role in all of this, it bothers me. Can you tell me your, at least uh, your your gut read or your, your what does your heart say? Uh, was Dutch Mantel involved in any aspect of Bruiser Brody's brutal and unjust murder? In any I way? doubt it. You doubt it? Please I really explain. doubt that, yeah. Please explain. Why? Because there's rumors, and I just would like you to address I, I, them if you I, can. I, 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 I doubt that. Uh, First of all, he was scared of death of Brody. <laughs> okay, but that doesn't stop somebody from. That, that wouldn't stop somebody from. And, 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 I, think, and I think that, that I think that, that 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 he was Brody's friend. Okay, but uh, right. back in the wrestling, Mad Dog Vashon put it better than anybody over here. That Mad Dog Vashon. Hey, kid, wrestling is some dog eat dog business, and you have to get your bite out of it. Clyde Bill said. Kid, when you finish this business, if you have one friend, consider yourself lucky. See, wrestlers are self-employed. And not many wrestlers, no matter what happened to you, did not want to jeopardize their job for you. And I think the thing with Dutch, he had to make a decision to stand by Brody. Or to lose his job. And Dutch was not getting booked that much. I mean, this was Dutch bread and butter down there. I mean, that's okay. where nobody was using Dutch. Okay. That's why he went to Puerto Rico. Carlo was taking care of Dutch. Okay. So Dutch is not going to blow an opportunity for himself because of what happened between him and another wrestler. Wrestlers are not friends. They're business associates. Any truth to the rumors? We become friends. After our career, any truth to the rumors with this, with the with the stock or in the company and stuff? Did Dutch have any interest in 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 the company purchasing a part of the? No, company? but Brody there. Brody told me that that morning. Okay. Brody said, Brody said, get it cleared up. That they go that he going to take care of me because me and Brody didn't get along in Texas when he was the booker there with George Scott left. Right. Brody screwed me and he screwed the Ultimate Warrior. When I left Texas, I went to Puerto Rico. Ultimate Warrior. He was a dingo warrior at the time. Mm -hmm. He left Texas and he went to WWF right. and became the ultimate warrior for being the dingo warrior. So, but the reason that we left, because we were not getting booked. I mean, I was there for two months and they didn't book me for two months. And Brody was the booker, which I blamed Brody for. And then later Brody told me that he had nothing to do with it. He said, but kid, I'm going to take care of you here. He said, I waited a long time to get in down here. I think he gave him something like twenty or $30,000. He, he wanted to buy Gorilla Monsoon shares. See, Gorilla Monsoon has shares in Puerto Rico. And I think Brody wanted to buy them. I think they were the shares he bought. Mm. And then, and then, but they, they, they took his money, but they didn't give him a share. I'm going to say something to me. If I don't get my money, I'm just going to beat the hell out of everybody here. Mm. Mm. Now you got to remind you, they left him at the hotel. He was the main event that night. They left him at the hotel. Okay. And guess who he was riding with? Jose. I asked him, I said, who are you waiting on? He said, I'm waiting on Jose. They rode together the whole week. They were together the whole week. The guy who eventually stuck him in the shower. Unbelievable.
Yeah. Unbelievable. Tony, I'm going to make a hard left here. So we had Santana, Tito Santana in studio, and he really didn't want to sp – I don't know if you know much about it. He didn't really want to speak about his uh, – he has a daughter that came out of the woodwork and uh, wanted to announce that she was Tito Santana's uh, child. daughter, a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, supposedly what I'm reading, there's some accusations of forcible – sexual assault and blah 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 you've been around can you share with me your thoughts on this situation and you know how hard it is for i think the best day for her to do if she is his daughter for them to do a dna she did a dna and supposedly it's accurate she is his daughter yes well my father left my mother with nine kids and my mother had to raise nine kids by herself i for 10 years when i was involved with drugs i neglected my daughter luckily for me uh from age four to age 14 i neglected my daughter then when she was 14 i got a hold of her, i found her and we man our relationship. And now my daughter loved me to death because I, you know, I stood up as a man. A lot of us men, we make babies. We don't want to take care of them. Mm. I don't know much about Tito's private life. I could consider Tito as one of my best friends. And I don't want to say nothing wrong about him. Sure. But if he is her father, he should step up to the plate. I was in Georgia in 2008, and this girl named Mickey, she said that she got a daughter by me. I've been wanting to do a DNA test for years. I just don't have the money to do it. Because I would like to know if she is my daughter. But it was 28 years later. And then she raised the girl to believe that somebody else was her father. And then finally she said, no, your real father is Tony Adams. Her name is Mickey. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And one day, when I get enough money, I'm going to do a DNA to see if that's my daughter. And if she is my daughter, I'm going to step up to the plate. So I tell Tito as a friend, if she is your daughter, step up to the plate. Don't, don't, don't do that girl like that. I mean, don't ignore her. Don't kick her to the curb. Cause that'll come back to haunt you, if it was if it's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like you said, she took the DNA and the DNA says she is. That that's a tough one, and I don't want to talk bad about Tito because I love Tito to death. He's Tito great. been a friend yeah. of man for a long time. He helped me out a lot, of, a lot, and it's kind of surprised that I would hear that Tito would walk out on his daughter. I, it's, it's 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 hard to believe. Hard to believe. Biggs Bassetti out there says Jenny Santana never came out with any of this until her husband left her with a bunch of kids and all of a sudden she was a Santana. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So well, like I said, we all, I'm the last person on this planet to criticize anybody because I don't think there's nobody out here screwed up more than I did. Because when you look <laughs> Stephanie McMahon uh, Tickled me one day. She said, Tony, you've been hired and fired by the WWF more than any wrestler we ever had. And it was true. You have the record? I, I got Very the record for Tony. being fired and hired more wow. than any wrestler they ever had. All right. So with me, I kept screwing up, but they kept trying to, they stayed trying to, and, and, and what a lot of guys said, well, the only way they did it to him because you was money. I made no money. I mean, I, I was ahead of my time. There, there was no muscle man that wrestled back in them days that could move and do things. Most muscle men, they did a strong man act. They didn't wrestle. They didn't throw drop kicks. I don't think anybody ever seen Albert Puskett or Superstar Billy Graham throw a drop kick. But Tony Adams did. Now, Bobby Lassie, I think he's outstanding. He's pretty fantastic. He's, yeah. To he be is. a muscle man, the he, way he he's moves with all yeah. that muscle, mm -hmm. you know, you know he's he freaking outstanding. Brock Lester, I think he's freaking 
Outstanding, He's you know. Amazing. Of all the wrestlers in the right, yeah. uh, uh, Roman Reigns. That's yep. another big yep. muscle guy that could yep. move around the ring. Sure. We used to be impressed years ago when we had a fat guy that could move, like King Kong Bundy or Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> right. right. Bam Bam. The, the best, oh, yeah. the best I ever seen in my life. For and I, I'm not, for, I don't want to say fat because today is not a good word to call people uh, obese. Okay. Uh, what is it? Uh, Large. Overweight? How about large? Heavy. Heavy person. <laughs> Heavy. That's a good word. Okay. The, and y'all got to look him up one day. His name is Crusher Jarrett Blackwell. Oh, Crusher Blackwell. Sure. You know he threw drop kicks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is in the 70s. And he's 400 plus. Yeah. 400 plus. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. would, would drop kick you right in the face. And we thought that was, my goodness. Because he said one night, he said, Tony, I'm going to drop kick you tonight. I started laughing. As I was laughing, his foot was in my face.